Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. So I would like to uh, recap what we're talking about. We're talking about um, identity crisis, right? And I don't know why that word got mixed up in it. But identity, identity crisis, identity crisis. You have to know who you are and whose you are, all right? Tell your friend that. You got to know who you are and whose you are. It's imperative because the enemy plays in that area. Uh, I shared it Sunday with Minister Christian, who opened up tonight. He, he kind of triggered this, this sermon again. I spoke it before, but he triggered it again when he said that when the enemy tempted Eve to eat the fruit, he didn't tempt her with hunger. He tempted her with her identity. Yeah, if you eat this, you'll be as God. You'll know good and evil. You, he, he, he tempted or he, he, he tried to, you know, entice the area of her identity. Uh, we see in the New Testament with Jesus, he's starving, he's hungry, 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. And here comes the serpent, well, not the serpent, but the tempter comes and says, if you be the son of God, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread, if you be the son of God. So he challenged his identity. So Old Testament and New Testament reference shows us that identity is very, very important. And most of us do not know who we really are. Uh, we, we talked about Jacob this past Sunday. This is in Genesis 32, verse 24. I'm not going to go there now. Uh, but in Genesis 32, 24, we, you know the story of Jacob wrestling with the angel. We basically covered that this Sunday. And the scripture starts by saying, and Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled him a man with him until the breaking of day. And he says, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I won't let you go till you bless my soul. And he says, and then he touched the hollow of his thigh and his thigh was out of joint. Uh, and he said, what is your name? He said, I'm Jacob. He said, no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, you got power or favor with God and with man. Uh, and Jacob asked, what is your name? And he said, why doth, why doth thou ask me my name? Or something like that, he said. And then he blessed him there. We talked about how the angel blessed him there, but he didn't give him anything tangible. The angel blessed him, the Bible says, but he didn't give him anything materialistic. Uh, I went on to say that I don't remember Jesus giving anybody a house. I don't remember Jesus giving anybody a car or whatever the mode of transportation was back then. I don't remember Jesus doing that. So the purpose of Jesus being in our lives has to be more than material or tangible things. Are y'all with me so far? All right, I'm not going to scream and yell the whole sermon, <clears throat> uh, but I want you all to, uh, to understand it uh, clearly and be empowered by it in the name of Jesus. So he blessed them. The word blessed means benediction. Bena means good. Diction means speech or words. We talked about how you bless somebody that's speaking well over their lives. Speaking something good is the blessing. The angel didn't give him anything tangible, but he told him who he was. You're not Jacob, you're Israel. For as a prince, you got, whoa, you got favor with, I thought I was a trickster. I thought I was the one everybody hated. I thought I was the one overlooked. You mean to tell me I'm a prince that got favor? So sometimes your identity is the blessing. Knowing who you are is the blessing. Because once you know who you are, you walk in that newness. Are you hearing me? In that realm, everything in that realm is attracted to you. Everything in that realm is drawn to you. So it's not about going after things. It's about going up another realm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's certain, it's, it, you could be hungry 
if I invite you to a, a movie premiere, right? Let's say Malik is going to be in another movie. I said another movie. He was in the, the Last Holiday, was it? Did I get it right? What's it called? I'm sorry. The Perfect Holiday. Okay. The Perfect Holiday. He was in that movie. Clap it up for him, y'all. That's an actor in here. It's a bona fide real actor in him. We proud. We're excited for you. We're happy for you. Man, that's real deal. They still quiet. What y'all do? You on, you on a car wash? All right, they on a car wash. Clap it up. I mean, everybody, did, but I'm saying, this is his moment. <laughs> Sitting there with an attitude of, well, I got a salon. Nobody care about his movie. Okay. <laughs> Give it up for Victory Curls. I don't know what your salon is called. <laughs> Let's say we go to the movie premiere of his new, his new movie that he's going to be in, right? He's in another movie. Cool. You go there, stars there. The last movie had Queen Latifah, all these people in it, right? So let's say this next movie has all the, big, big, the, the biggest stars in the world, whatever. Tom Cruise is in this one now. I mean, he's with Tom Cruise and da-da-da-da-da. And then like, wow, Malik came up. You're at the premiere. He gives you access. You're on a red carpet. You go in. Woo! It's celebrities everywhere. It's, the, it's food everywhere. You get to eat food. You get to have coffee. You, it, it, you could be hungry, but the point not be hunger, but in that realm, you can eat freely. You, you, did, did you get what I was saying? Because I'm in this space, because I'm in this realm, I have access to everything in the room. I didn't earn it. I'm here on his ticket. I'm here because I'm connected to him, but I have access to everything in the room. You don't have to go after the things in the room, just get in the room. I feel like preaching early. Tell your neighbor, just get in the room, get in the room, get in the room, get in the flow. Don't go after this check and that check. God, what would you, and get in the room. And when you get in that favorite place, everything you desire is tangible, it's accessible. You can, that's how you go from the hustle to the flow. Now I'm about to talk to y'all for real tonight. You can keep hustling if you want. I'd rather, I'd rather get blessed by accident. Oh, thank you. I'd rather be healed and not even know it. I'm not hustling. I'm flowing. Y'all quiet because you wake up every day and you're ready to hustle. God did not design us to hustle. Now, now, don't make me talk. He designed us to flow. Dress and keep the garden. After the curse, you got to work from the sweat of your brow. That's under the curse. But we've been redeemed. We've been washed in the blood. We have our authority back. I, tell your neighbor, don't sweat it. Why are you hustling? Start flowing. And the culture praises hustling. Team no sleep. Team Goodnight, that's where I'm at. Where is Team Goodnight at? I want to hang with Team Goodnight. I want to hang with people who got a Sabbath. We resting. I got too much going on, Pastor. I can't go to sleep. I got too much. The storm is ready. Jesus slept in the storm. Now y'all quiet over here. Let me go to my praise section. Jesus slept in trouble. Why are you still out? Hustle. We just adopt whatever word the world puts on us. What? I ain't doing that. I'm going to get in a certain realm and I'm flowing. 
Period. And it's like shifting gears. When that gear starts straining, you start hearing that. Y'all don't drive stick. All right, well, stick drivers say amen then. What y'all doing? Okay. You know when that gear is coming to an end. You know it's time to shift when you hear the, when you hear the strain on it. When, once you start getting a strain on certain levels, it's time to shift up. Good God Almighty. Some of y'all got strains on your relationship and you ain't shifting. So you're going to wear out that level. You're going to wear out your engine. You're going to mess up the whole vehicle. You're going to mess up your whole career. You're going to mess up your whole mind. You're going to mess up your whole emotion. Don't destroy the vehicle. Shift gears. Look at your name and say, it's time to shift. I ain't hustling. No, I'm flowing. Flowing. That don't mean lazy. I still work. But I ain't stressing. So get in the flow. Tell your neighbor, get in the flow. I feel that. I'm going to preach that soon, some, sometime. So bless. Speak a blessing over somebody's life. You're the head and not the tail. I love saying that. You're above only and not beneath. You're the lender and not the borrower. By his stripes, you're already healed. You're God's favorite. Liv, you're one of God's favorites. I'm telling you what I know. You're one of God's favorites. He shall supply all of your needs. All. All. All your needs. Everybody say, all my needs are already supplied. These are blessings. Speaking, blessed, speaking good over somebody's life is a blessing. You can bless somebody and not cut a check. Bless your row right now. Everybody bless your row. Just say something good. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're, God got you. You have a purpose. You're going to be joyful. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You are blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. Blessed when you come. Bless your row. Why y'all quiet? Bless your row. Bless your row. There are blessings all up and down the row. There are blessings. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it. Get it. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it. There's about Catch it. How come, how come you my friend and you have nothing good to say to me? Most friends connect on gossip levels, on social media levels, but how come none of my connections can speak a blessing into my life? It don't make no sense. There's something wrong with my, my choice of friends. I don't just need a friend to vent to. I don't need a soundboard all the time. I need somebody that I can speak crazy to and you bounce back blessings over my life. Do you got, do you have, do you have one scripture to bless me with? I'm talking to friends and y'all looking at me like, oh please, have your friend ever sent you a scripture? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I, see how quiet it is now? Your girl, your homies, your aunt, no scripture ever came to your phone? Check that. No good thing ever came, and I don't mean, yeah, I encourage my girl. I don't mean, girl, forget him. He, he, please, you got, uh, that ain't encouragement. That's stirring the pot. Because God loves who you breaking up with. Now, you chew that. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. I said it, and it's true. So encouraging somebody after a breakup or divorce is not saying, girl, God going to get him. He don't, that ain't it. Because God loves him quiet. God loves her. She crazy. Got that? God loves her. 
So how is that encouraging to her? Why is it quiet? Our friends have no good words for us. This is crazy. So to be in church and have needs and wonder what's wrong with your life and nobody around you got word, there's a bigger problem than whatever problem you're here for. Okay. It's a bigger issue. We keep coming to church and wonder why the cycle is not destroyed because as soon as we leave church, we get right back on this realm. You jump back into the realm you left before you walked in the doors. And the cycle and the saga continues until Sunday. I'm breaking that. I can't do it. I don't like cycles. I don't like same. I don't, I'm allergic. I, I itch and scratch with normal and regular and all the time and same old, same old. Especially if it's bad or toxic or something I don't want or like in my life. You got control of that. What comes into your life at this point, you grown. What is this a counseling or preaching? Tell your neighbor, you grown. If they not, don't tell them they are, because they not. I see teens in here, you ain't grown. Now my daughter ain't grown, now don't say that to her. Look this way, don't look at her, look that way, because she's not. <laughs> Speaking blessings over his life. We said, what if, what if the angel he was fighting, but the Bible says there he wrestled a man? What if the man he was wrestling was Israel? What if Jacob was wrestling himself? What if Jacob was wrestling who he was becoming? Don't that sound crazy? But we wrestle our next level too. We fight who we're becoming in God too. Our old ways fight the new way that's trying to be introduced to us too. So let's not look at that like it's so weird and crazy. We do it all of the time. And the old you, we said this Sunday, the old you is so stubborn and rigid and set in its ways that the angel or the man had to break its hip to gain an advantage. Anytime you can fight something supernatural, that way, that, that way is going to destroy you. If your old man is that strong that it doesn't submit or automatically surrender to the supernatural, like how some people can sit in the presence of God in here and be like, and just be Snapchatting. Okay. It's like, what? <laughs> like, this is a supernatural thing happening right here. Like, this ain't movie night. <laughs> so, Maybe he was wrestling himself, and the hip is a sign of authority, right? So maybe he was wrestling himself. Mm. He went from a trickster to a prince with just one word. One encounter, one visitation changed his whole life. You don't need a conference. You need an encounter. People of God, listen to me, please. You don't need a revival. Six nights, an encounter. One visitation is what you really need. Are you hearing me? Not Paul off his horse, Saul off his horse. One encounter at one moment. You don't need, I need, look, every, no, you need one genuine encounter from the Lord. And he went from a, a trickster to a prince, the Bible says. And the end of that scripture, I want to I go to this. 
All right, I like that. Maybe he was wrestling himself. Oh, and I like this point too we, we brought out Sunday, the Lord gave us. Studies show that Jacob wasn't wrestling the angel, but more so the angel was wrestling <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Woo! In other words, let's call the angel Jacob's future or Israel, his next level. So the next level is waiting, waiting, waiting. Jacob ain't coming. So your future will come and get you. <laughs> if you're in a space where everything in your life is strange, your future has disrupted your present. Okay. <laughs> your future will say, Jacob, come on, man. Look at all this. You got this to go. Well, no, I really like my friends, man, my girl. You know what I mean? She ain't really a church girl. So I don't know. Come on, Jacob. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, come on. Well, I really, I really, my family is, I, I love my, they've been there. This is my day one. This is my day one. So your future is not satisfied with your response. I love that your future doesn't give up on you. I don't know why it's quiet in here. I'm so glad my destiny doesn't give up on me. So glad my purpose doesn't give up on me. But my purpose is willing to wrestle me until I get better. Fight me until I win. Struggle with me until I come out. Isn't that incredible? The spirit of the Lord is willing to struggle with you. That's why the Bible says my spirit will not, will not always strive with man. That word means struggle. But your spirit is willing to do it. The spirit is going to struggle and wrestle and fight you until you're better. Until you're to your next level. Until you stop living in Jacob and become Israel. Israel. The angel said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. What is your name there, man? How do you see yourself? identity Christ how do you see yourself tonight I want to ask you how do you see yourself Jacob was left alone because you don't know you can't really grasp who you are in the context of other people all the time are you understand what I'm saying we got teachers here I like using teachers because I never really liked teachers growing up so God is redeeming teachers in my eyes because I'm teaching now and I I, I, I empathize with you guys. Give it up for the teachers in the room, guys. Okay, all right, all right. You're not the only one. Bless you. you ain't the only one. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> if you're always teaching all year, then you teach and you teach, then you go to then during the summer. During the summer, you go to the teachers' convention. Then after that, you prepare for teaching. Then you teach again. And say, if you're always teaching, you don't know who you are outside of that context. You just turn into a teacher. You know what I mean? You'll be at Walmart like, why didn't you carry the three? Like, carry the three? You just become... <laughs> you just become who you think you need to be because of who you surround yourself around. But that's not really who you are. So if you always hang with your girls, you're always that girlfriend. You always hang with your homies, you're always that homie. But who are you outside your homies? Who are you without the girl? Who are you if your phone got thrown in the ocean? Ooh, that was for me. My, my stomach started hurting. Like, where's my phone at? My stomach started hurting. Like, do I got it? It's a real question. 
Go home and throw your phone in another room and shut it and walk, walk around to see what happened to you. Adjusting random stuff like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. Hit that up. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Boom, 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 boom. Pray for me is what I'm saying. Who are you when nobody needs you? Some people need to be needed. So you make yourself needed. You just create problems. All this lint on the floor. So we need a lint cleaner. We, it's okay. That's not a problem. You just create problems so you can be needed. Who are you if nobody needs you? Do you still feel valued if nobody needs you? Oh, this is good. I'm talking to myself too, y'all. Who are you if nobody calls you? You ever wake up? Like in the middle of the night, you use the restroom out your sleep, and you ain't got no text messages in the... That's what we call it. Oh, I ain't got no love. Oh, wow. We... Lord, get me out of this generation. Even so, come Lord Jesus. No love? You call that love? You got a house full of people that live with you. But man, nobody texts you at four in the morning. All right, never mind. Okay. Who are you without people? We have to ask this question. We should. I'm definitely asking myself it now, and I will ask it later. This is serious because I don't want to be wrapped up in being needed. Because <laughs> then I'm just the need supplier or whatever. I'm just that. I'm more, I'm not just that. Y'all. Okay. This, that was for me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Y'all ain't got to clap. That was for me. Thank you, Jesus. I'll take it. God bless you. God bless you, God. May God bless you, God. Y'all ever say something to God? Bless you, God. You be blessed today, God. May all your needs be supplied, God. May your body be healed, God. Bless him sometimes. So selfish. <laughs> Don't come on Wednesdays. We have fun. Jesus I love you <laughs> Woo! stop playing this is Wednesday so God so 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 Jacob had an experience with God there and let's go to the first scripture I didn't go here I didn't go in like I wanted to Sunday and Jacob called after all this Jacob called the name of that place let me get the pronunciation Penuel, Penuel, I believe that's called, Penuel, Penuel, that word, okay? It literally means facing God, but the fact is he got up, he called the name of the place Penuel, Peniel, for he said, I have seen the face of God face to face and my life is preserved. Uh, as I stated, uh, I just want to really highlight this and make it like bold print. Back in the days, the Jewish customs and the Hebrews, basically, when God did anything significant, 
they built an altar there and they made a sacrifice there. So every time they would pass it, and for generations and generations to come, they would be reminded of the visitation they had and what God did for them in that moment. They will never forget what God did in that moment. Now we got pictures. You can just see the pictures and remember, oh, yeah. You got social media. You can see that and remember. But some of us need to build memorials. If God has blessed you, if God did a significant turnaround in your life, what do you call that place? Yeah. What, what do you call it? Like Jacob didn't know what that place was already called something. But to him, it's called. Right? It, it, it's, uh, my wife had an accident when we was in Jersey. Truck flipped over uh, several times. It was like up. She went off the It was like up in the, the hills. Like she went off the road and like down in the ditch and then up on the hills. Flipped over. The person that was in the passenger seat was, it was an expedition. She was in the trunk. Literally, right? So we would pass by this spot several times as we lived there, and she would just cringe up a little bit. Like, Whew. I was like, oh, oh, that's right. This is where that place happened. So she probably tensed up because of fear or triggers or something like that. But to her, that place is called fear or whatever. I don't want to put a name on it, but it's called accident. I remember this where the accident happened, so my body responds because I named it that. I'm driving with ease, like, yo, what's up? You good? It don't mean that to me. But what does it mean to What did your last season mean to you? What did your last relationship mean to you? Yes, it might have ended in divorce, but it don't have to mean demise. What did it mean to you? Name it. I feel Jesus. Tell your neighbor, name it. When you name it, you have victory over it. You have authority over it. Nobody can ever call that season a bad season to you because you called it a learning season. So you can't rename what I... You might call it I drive. I call it... Actually, but what do you call it? It could be something to you. Name it. Take authority over it. So Jacob went on as Israel... <laughs> And he fell back into his old ways sometimes, too, because you got to walk out that thing. We're going to talk about one more person who had an identity crisis. And we're going to walk through this entire chapter. And prayerfully, I'll walk quickly. <laughs> Y'all don't give me no hope every time I say that. Let's go to it. 2 Samuel chapter 9. David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Wait right there. I hope I don't walk through every verse like this, but the Bible is, is chock full of... It just the Bible, That's why it says you got to teach it line upon line, precept upon precept. Every line is literally... It's, just, ugh, it's the word of God. It's, it's alive. The word is alive. Okay, so let me get you all out of here. I always say that, but we only on verse one, so. No, no, go back, go back, go back. Yeah. Is there any left of the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? We all know, or you should know, or if you don't know, I'll tell you. David and Jonathan, their souls were tied, the Bible says. Like they were best friends is not even, I can't even say it because, yeah, because how we say besties and best friends now ain't got nothing on this right here. Right? It was a covenant connection, right? So they had a covenant. David and Jonathan were best friends. Let's, let's call it that for now, for the sake of time. They were best friends. Now Jonathan dies, 
his father Saul, King Saul dies, and David is now the king. Good God Almighty. David is now the king. His, his, the king Saul died and his best friend dies. David says, because I love Jonathan so much, that's my boy, is there anybody in this house I can bless? Is there anybody that's still alive that I can bless? Because generally, when you killed uh, the, the king, or when you took down the leader in those times, they killed off the family as well. They found the family and killed them, so there will be no uh, chance of somebody coming back reclaiming the throne. So they cleared out the whole lineage. It wasn't just killed the king. Where's mom at? Where the, where the sister at? Where the cousin at? Where the, that's the nephew gone. The whole bloodline generally was destroyed and murdered along with the king that was reigning so nobody could come back to regain the throne. So David is just kind of desperately asking, is there anybody else alive that I could be kind to because of Jonathan? There are some people, there are some things that are going to bless you not because of you. Number one, number one, be nice to people. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. D David and Jonathan were so tight. Jonathan's father was trying to kill David. We know this. So Jonathan will warn David. Like dad will get dressed like I'm about to kill David. I'm going to go down to Maitland. I'm going to go wait for him down in Maitland and I'm going to shoot him when he come down. Jonathan will text David. Yo. Dad's going to be waiting for you in Maitland. Don't go to Maitland. <laughs> what kind of love is that that you go against your dad? You understand what I'm saying? So <laughs> This is the type of connection they had. And Jonathan didn't get nothing, nothing much out of it. He was just a nice, kind, loving person. I'm encouraging you to be a nice, kind, loving person, not to reap immediately. Good God. But there are others that you're connected to that will benefit from your kindness. That when there's a new king in town and you're not around, that everybody you're connected to will be blessed just because you were. It's quiet because y'all don't love your people. You don't love your family that much. You don't love your friends that much. This kindness is not for you to reap immediately. It's not for you to reap directly. I'm going to be nice to everybody around me so that when I'm not even here, people will want to be nice to who I'm connected to because y'all quiet. See, you selfish, 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 selfish. Anybody unselfish in here that don't mind somebody else being blessed because of you? Just go, just throw out seeds of niceness and kindness everywhere. Just throw it out. Just be kind and nice. You never know. Are you hearing me? Who could I be nice to for Jonathan's sake? He didn't remember like, oh, didn't Jonathan have a nephew, Brandon? He didn't remember anybody. He didn't have a connection with anybody. But he was about to bless somebody just because someone was kind to him. See how elementary this sounds? But it's major. But this is not like friends at the nursery school. This is a king. Yeah. You don't, ooh. God is talking. You don't, you don't know who you're being kind to. They could be the next king. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You never know who you're being kind to. They're a janitor today. Quiet. They're the custodian today. David was the shepherd. That's the least of jobs. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? So, so he was a shepherd then, king now. Everybody's nice to the king. Who's nice to the shepherd? 
Who's nice to the shepherd? Who's kind? I'm sorry, that's just verse one. I'm not trying to keep y'all all night, but this is, this is just good, man. This is good. God needs you to act in love, not just for you. So God is like, I got you, but I need your life to bless them. I'm going to prove it to you. 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 All right. Um, <laughs> Y'all crazy. All right. Next verse says, verse 2 and 3, he summoned a man named Ziba who had been with Saul's servants. Are you Ziba? The king said, yes, sir, I am. He said, is there anyone alive? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Is there anyone alive still from Saul's family? If so, I want to show what? God's kindness to them. He said, yes, Jonathan's son is still alive. He's crippled in both feet. Hold on. Is there anyone else I can bless because of Jonathan's sake? You, Ziba. Aren't you Ziba? Didn't you serve? Yes. Is there anyone in Jonathan's family that I can bless, that, that I can show God's kindness to? So God is trying to be kind to somebody, but he needs man to do it through. It got caught. So you being kind is not just you being nice. It's you allowing God to use you so he can be nice to somebody. Y'all quiet. Y'all quiet. You are the vehicle God will use to be nice through. You are literally the hand of God. Y'all don't understand what this is saying. I need to find somebody to show God's kindness to. How can God be kind to you? Through her. How can God be kind to you? Through him. How, so while y'all shutting down your love, you're limiting God's reach. Ain't about you. It's about what God wants to do. Somebody had to be kind to you. Somebody had to be nice to you. That was God through them hugging you. That was God through them embracing you. That was God through them giving to you. Look at your name and say, let the Lord use you. Let the Lord use you. Hallelujah. They used to say that when I'm about to sing. Let the Lord use you. Let the Lord. I know what it means now. I want to show God's kindness. And I love this. I love it and I kind of dislike it because I don't know what angle the guy was coming from. He said, I want to show God's kindness to him. Oh, yeah, Jonathan's son is still alive. He's crippled in both feet, though. Ain't nobody asked you to bring up his problems. He didn't say, are there any perfectly healthy family members? Never. He didn't say, are there any family members that have no dysfunction? No. Are there any family members? Oh, yeah, he crippled all. What? Zeba had to be from the hood. Yeah, she downtown, but she be sleeping around with her. Anybody ask you what she do? Along with introducing him. Yeah, he does have a son. He's crippled all. So now my name is synonymous with my dysfunction. Y'all, anytime people make your name synonymous with what's wrong with you, cut them. All right, never mind. Y'all have to. That's one side of it, y'all. And before I went totally down that street, I got to give y'all the balance to it, okay? David did say, I want to show my kindness to somebody. So he probably was trying to help him out. Like, well, he is crippled. Maybe you could get him some crutches. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to say you can help him in this area. You understand? So I got to give you all the balance. I really want to stay on that other area because that just feels juicier. 
I always got to bring up your stuff. Why? I like this stuff. He is crippled. Look, y'all. Crippled where? He's crippled where? One more time. He's crippled where? Okay. <laughs> How should I say this, Lord? No, keep going. We're going to talk about someone. This, this made me think of this. Next scripture says, this is a New Testament one. It says a certain man at least, I don't know how to say that word. Okay, and there sat a certain man in Lystra, Lystra. He was impotent where? Impotent where? In his feet. Uh, being crippled from his mother's womb, he never walked. The same he heard Paul speak. Paul looked at him and saw that he was ready. He had the faith to be healed. So he said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Okay, number one point, uh, impotent in his feet means powerless, potent means power, impotent means powerless, no power, okay, <laughs> so you have to, I want to just say this to you, you should know where you're weak at, man, let me, let me not go there completely right now, but I, I'm going to go back to this point later, no, I'm going to just wait. I'm just wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When I know where I'm weak at, I can speak to that area. He said, rise up and stand on your feet. I realize that that's the area of the problem. You're not just sick. You're impotent in your feet. You're not powerless. Your feet are. Y'all, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All of you ain't jacked up. It's the area. Oh, God. So know what the area is. Speak to it and rise up. Tell you that, it ain't all of me. Say it again. It's not all of me. You judging me by my feet? I can still slap you. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, we don't do that here. <laughs> the Bible says when he said get up, he leaped first. And then walked. He never walked before. But the first thing he did was leap. That's how ready he was to finally use his feet. I'm going to skip the walking and running. Y'all quiet. I'm a, okay. I've been so ready because the Bible says he saw that he had faith to be healed. He'd been ready to walk for a long time. To the point where when he was finally released to do it, he skipped walking. Okay, okay. God, show me. God told me to tell you, God is about to give you the opportunity to do what's been in your heart since birth. Y'all don't know a prophecy when you hear it. He's about to give you the ability and the opportunity to do what's been in your heart since you've been born. You're looking at others succeed. You're looking at others excel. God is saying, I have not forgotten you. I'm about to give you strength in your weak areas for where your weakness is. My strength is made perfect. Get ready to do what you've been dreaming. Get ready to live how you've been dreaming. Get ready to do it. Did y'all say amen or no? I didn't hear you. Did you say amen or no? I didn't hear you.
I've been so ready to walk that the first thing I did wasn't walk. I've been so ready to walk, the first thing I did was leap. And when I landed, I walked. When I came down, I walked. Let me get y'all out of here. Man, I got so many stuff. So Saul, here we go. Here we go. Look at this. Let's look at the, everybody say the backstory. All right, the backstory. Saul's son, Jonathan, I mean, Saul's son, Jonathan, had a son named Mephibosheth. Are y'all ready? Oh, I know that one. Hey, do y'all remember that Bible that came out a couple years ago? And it was an audio Bible, and like all the celebrities was on it? The Bible experience. Denzel, Blair Underwood was Jesus. I was Mephibosheth in the Bible. There. So y'all didn't listen to it. Buy it and read it and listen to it. I was Mephibosheth and I read uh, some of the songs. I was David. I was David. I read some of the Psalms. Oh, I've been around. I hear he's the only one that. I'm just playing. <laughs> Woo! Woo! You ain't the only star. So the son that David was looking for, this is a backstory now, because this is 2 Samuel 4. We started reading 2 Samuel 9, but here's the backstory. He was Mephibosheth who was crippled as a child. Mm -mm -mm. He was five years old when the report came that his father and his grandfather had been killed in battle. When the child's nanny heard the news, she picked him up to run. But as she hurried away, she dropped him. And he became crippled. Some of us were born a certain way. Some of us have been dropped. It's not fun to have a certain condition because somebody mishandled you. Now, I'm about to talk for real tonight, but I'm trying to... It's almost unfair to end up dysfunctional because somebody mishandled you. I can see if I chose ratchetness, but I was in the arms of somebody I trusted and they dropped me. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Because we're going to pray for everybody that's been dropped in here. Did you hear me? Y'all not even ready for it. At the end of the night, we're praying for everybody that's been dropped. Because it ain't even your fault that you're crippled in that area. It's not even your fault that you're dysfunctional. It's not even your fault that your emotions is crazy. It's not even your fault that you don't trust no church. It ain't even your fault. You were mishandled and you were dropped. You were put in the care of someone and they mishandled you. Now you're crippled for life. Now you don't trust nobody for life. Now you don't love nobody. You probably will never marry again or marry. Now you all thrown off, not because of you. Somebody mishandled the relationship. That's a deep thing. And I don't expect excitement. I expect healing tonight. Oh, yeah. I called all my leaders tonight like I need y'all ready because we're going to lay some healing hands tonight. Woo. Hearts that have been mishandled will be whole tonight. Y'all not even ready for it. Let me keep teaching then, because that's what it is. Y'all not, it's, it's just, that was just one line. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. He was 
dropped. She dropped him. She dropped him. And as a result, he became. Read it. He became crippled. I was fine five minutes before you had me in your care. Do you know how many aunts and uncles molest kids? The parents put them in their care. Okay, now y'all want to talk or no? Y'all want to just shout or y'all want to do it for real? Yeah, the parents put them in their care. They mishandled it and dropped it. They're crippled for life. They don't know what sex they are. They don't know if they want sex. They don't know like relationships. They, they're judged by everybody because of their dysfunction. And it ain't even their fault. Now let's talk. Now let's talk for real. You see my condition, you don't see the cause. You don't know what caused it. You don't know what caused it. So I'm not even phased by your judgment. That's why people get upset when they're wrongly judged. They're ready to cut somebody out. They're ready to slap. Because you don't even know I was dropped. You think I chose this walk? You think I chose this lifestyle? I was dropped. And if you took the time to care, I'll tell you. But all you're going to do is judge how I look, judge how I walk, judge. Later, miss me, man. Take your mouth off God's people, man. Take your mouth off God's people. You don't know who mishandled them. You don't know why they crippled. You don't know why they're impotent in their feet. They could be impotent in their sexuality. They could be impotent in, all right, y'all don't want to have it. I'll do it when less visitors is here then. I don't know what y'all waiting on. Now my mind and my trust is crippled. It ain't everything but that area. Because that's where I was dropped. One guy was born that way and got delivered. One guy was dropped and never recovered. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a guy, Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, something like that, but he crippled. Non-judgmental David said. Next verse. This is what David said when he said, but he crippled. Where is he? This is stuff I like. <laughs> this is stuff I like. Let me say something. Let me, this is God. This, David is like God. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah. All right, let me, can I bring it? Because y'all looking at me. Yeah. Right. Yo, who, do you know anybody that can really sing good? I need somebody. Yeah, but he gay though. Where is he? Thank you. Now, now. Leave or come back. Do what you want. You're going to judge because he might have been dropped. Are you going to judge his condition like the father don't want him? You're going to judge the, her condition like the king don't still want her? I don't care where she crippled at. Where is she? I didn't say how does she, what's her lifestyle. I didn't say what sex did she choose. I said I'm ready to bless somebody and all they got to do is be in the family. That's it. That's it. Be in the family. That's it. Be in the house. That's it. You qualify if you're in the family. Not if you prayed this week. Y'all... You qualify if you wear the name, not if you fasted this month. 
David didn't say, where's a worshiper that I can bless? And David was a worshiper. David didn't say, where's a praiser at? Because I need to bless him. No. Who's in the family? I don't care how you living. I don't care about your lifestyle. I don't care about your habits. I don't care what you cripple at. Where is he? It's quiet. Let me get out of here, man. Let me get out. Quiet. Quiet. Because we want religion and tradition. That's all we want. You want somebody always correcting you. Because you don't know what love is. So you're going to always be in relationships where the guy is slapping you. And you're going to be smiling with black eyes. I don't want, I'm good. You hear me? Where is he? The king did not address his dysfunction. He ignored it. Yeah, there is one, but he's, you know he crippled. You know she a thought. Oh, yeah, it's Wednesday. I'm sorry. Y'all getting it. You know. Oh, yeah, they, they, it's one. But you know. You know how God responds to the, you know. Where are they? Why y'all quiet? Because we all cripple somewhere, so y'all should be praising right about here. I said, we all cripple somewhere, but God is still saying, where you at? I still want you. Where you at? I still love you. Where you at? I still want to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, he still wants to bless you. Cripple and all, dysfunctional and all, jacked up and all, dropped and all. He still not only wants you, but wants to bless you. Now. His condition was never his concern. He only cared. The king didn't care about the, the condition. He cared about the connection. <laughs> Who is he connected to? Is he connected to Jesus? I mean, Jonathan? Well, I want him. Only because he's in Jesus' family. I mean, Jonathan's family. Because I love Jesus. I mean, Jonathan so much. I'm going to bless all... <laughs> Everything that's connected, I don't care about your condition. I'm concerned about your connection. Ask your neighbor, are you connected? Say it again, are you connected? Are you enjoying this tonight? I know it's a little heavy, man, y'all. Back off me now, back off me. The guy said he's in Lodabar at the home of Meeker, I don't know that, and, and, and Amiel. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that, forgive me. I ain't afraid to tell y'all what I don't know. Please know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we want to be solid in what we do know. Load the bar. I'm almost done, y'all. The translation literally means... Come on. He's in load the bar. The translation of that word literally means the land of nothing. Yeah, this is where some of us are right now. So I was dropped and I end up with nothing? Okay. I was mishandled. Now, I'm in a land of nothing. The one that dropped me probably chilling. You probably got to unfollow them on social media. They're doing so good. But that one mishandled me, and I'm in the land of nothing. Y'all, it's too deep. It's probably too deep for y'all tonight. I'm sorry. How I get mishandled and end up with nothing? 
I had opportunity snatched from me. I, 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 I had it snatched from me. I was only five. Ooh. God said from the ages of five years old, he's going back to heal you. Yup, I'm going to say it again. As he speaks, I'm going to keep talking. God is going to go back as far as five. Good God Almighty. He just gave me an upgraded word. Because <laughs> the other scripture that God was crippled from birth. He said from birth, I'm going to go back to your conception, inception, from the time you're born, and I'm going to give you recompense. I'm going to give you payback. I'm going to give you, y'all quiet, everything you were deserved. Y'all hear me? Everything that you deserve, you're going to get back in the name of Jesus. Somebody scream, amen. I'm serious. I ain't playing. Every opportunity you missed is coming back. Every door you thought you missed, it's coming back. God said, I'm going back to when you was dreaming as a child. Your dreams are about to come true. People, y'all think I'm playing? See, they think I'm playing. God, I can't wait. I can't wait to share what God gave us in Jamaica. God gave us something in Jamaica. I ain't going to talk about it. My wife told me on the way here when we got in Orlando, we're going through the airport. She said, y'all. Like, we literally about to live our dreams. Right? Cool. I like that. I like that it don't mean much to y'all. It's fine. Don't matter to me. That's cool. Like, it's happening. So when I say you're about to live, I'm not like trying to get a, hey! I'm like, it's already happening for me. I'm solid on it. Got a nerve to have the word backing it up, too. That's out of the mouth of two. The Bible says out of the mouths of two or three, let every word be established. That means it's all ready, done. Whether you believe it tonight or not, whether you want it or not, if you're in the family, blessings are about to find you. If you're in the family, goodness is about to find you. You ain't got to be living right. Mephibosheth wasn't. Now I'm about to get y'all. I'm not encouraging not living right. I forgot we're streaming and all of these messages are recorded. I'm not saying you don't have to live right at all. I am saying what God is going to do for you ain't based on it. It's not based on your condition. It's based on your connection. Hallelujah. Is there one year Mephibosheth, he's crippled. Where is he? He's in Lodabar, the land of nothing. What'd he say? What'd he say? Get him! Get him! Fetch him out! Of their house. First of all, I don't know why these two are comfortable living in nothing anyway. If you got friends that are comfortable having nothing, okay, why was he hanging with two people who didn't mind having nothing. Are, are, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I need you to have more than just that I'm about to. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to. No, you ain't doing nothing. If you about to for seven years, it's nothing. All right, let me get y'all out. All right, let me, I'm sorry. Fetch him out. That literally means snatch him out. I come to let 
you know it's a prophetic night tonight. Something is about to come snatch you out of the land of nothing. You've had nothing long enough. God has sent something and someone to come snatch you out of the land of nothing. Your days of nothing are over. It's time to walk in something. It's time to walk in goodness. It's time to If you believe it, scream! Even if you got comfortable having nothing, God said the angels are going to come wrestle you into your something. The angels are about to fight you into your something. You don't even know who you are. That's the identity crisis. You don't realize who you are. You should never be satisfied with nothing. You should never be comfortable with nothing. God said you don't know who you are, so I got to come snatch you out. I feel mortal combat praise. I feel a mortal combat praise. I feel a mortal combat praise. Look at your neighbor and say, get over here. Get out of that mess. Get out of depression. Get out of low esteem, self-esteem. Get out of poverty. Get over here. There's blessings over here. Get over here. There's provision over here. Get over here. Tell your neighbor, get over here. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David after being snatched out. David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, behold thy servant. Now, he didn't know whether David was going to kill him or not, but this is the correct posture towards the one that has snatched you out. I'm your servant. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> Woo. He came and he fell on his face and said, I'm your servant because you're the one that snatched me out. I'm going to do it one more time for this side. This is the proper response for the one that snatches you out. Fall on your face and say, I'm your servant. Has God snatched you out of anything? Has God fetched you out of the crack house? Has, has God fetched you out of the whorehouse? Have God, has he snatched you out of a mindset? Has he snatched you out of anything? Has he snatched you out of dysfunctional relationships? Your posture should be, let me fall on my face and become your servant. I got four minutes. You can stay on your feet. It's a prophetic night. This is the correct response. Fall on your face. And say, I'm your servant. Humility. Humility. Service. Yeah. David said unto him, fear not. I will surely show you kindness because of your father. Parents, be nice. You have no idea who your kids' friends are. Little snotty-nosed girls and princess somewhere. Little bad-behind boys and king somewhere. Yeah, he mess around be a director of movies. You call Quincy. You ain't, don't call Quincy now. You never gave Quincy no fruit snacks. You never shared his goldfish. Now he a movie producer and you want to call him. Come on. Look at your name and say, treat me nice now. Because I see right through all that other stuff. You might as well treat me nice now. <laughs> because of your father's sake. 
Here we go. Prophecy time. I will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. Uh oh. And thou shalt eat bread at my table. <laughs> Continually. From a bum to eating at the king's table. Here we go. Here's the identity crisis. Y'all ready? Then I'm going to let y'all go home. Thank y'all for coming. I know it's late. I'm sorry, y'all. Thank you. I love you. So, I'm almost done. You're going to eat from my table. You bless. I got you. I snatch you out. I bet I'm your servant. Don't fear. I'm not going to kill you. All this kind. I'm going to show you kindness. Look at the identity crisis. Look. It says, oh, man, you can't really see it because I didn't do the slides right. There was a lot of turbulence on the plane. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> this is the point I want to get to. What is thy servant that you should look upon such a dog as I am? Dead dog. Thank you. I'm sorry about that. Oh, we got it. Thank you. Thank you. Why are you being so nice to me? I'm a dead dog. First of all, dogs and pigs was like the lowest in the Bible, period. So if he'd have said, I'm a dog, that would have been bad. He said, I'm lower than that. Why are you being kind to me? I'm a dead dog. Why are you judging yourself just because you're impotent in your feet? You call your whole self a dead dog just because your feet. Your mind is sharp. Your speech is intelligent. Your hands work. You can still. But you call your whole being a dead dog because of one area. I feel like shouting tonight. Because some of us are labeling ourselves our dysfunctional area too. Why didn't I? If they knew who I really was. No, you just got an attitude. That that's just one area. Y'all quiet. That ain't who you are. Why would you call yourself a dead dog because of one area? Your marriage ain't jacked up. Y'all just got to communicate better. One area. Kids are straight. You got money. You're successful. But you argue a lot. That's not the marriage. That's communication. Okay. Now, see, they don't want. Don't judge the whole thing because of one area. I don't know if we're going to make it. Why? What happened? We just can't. Okay, it's, it's communication. That's not, a, that's not a messed up marriage. We never argued when we was dating. Okay, it's just communication. That's it. You're about to end it all because y'all argue. Do you love her? If one thing can take you that out, I question whether you was ever in. I ain't going to church no more. They told me to sit in the back. You was never in Christ. One little thing will throw you off. You ain't. I, bye. Open the door. Get, I'll help you. You'll never end. Let me get y'all out of here for real. Don't go yet. Don't go. Don't go. Minister Dave, check this out, man. First of all, the first thing God, I mean Jesus, I mean King David ignored was when the dude was like, yeah, he crippled though. Where he at? That's the first thing he ignored. What people say about you, God ignores. I'm prophesying tonight. God don't pay no attention 
to what people say about you. And I'm here to tell y'all something for real, Liv. There are some people literally praying against you. But it doesn't matter. God shuts his ears to them because he said, I'm going to bless them anyway. And I'm going to bless them in your face to let you know that my strength is perfect. So the first thing God ignores is what people think about you. I'm a dog. I'm a dead dog. The second thing God ignores is what you think about yourself. I got to go. I got to go. But it feels too good to rush. He's crippling his feet. Where is he? I'm a dead dog. Look how God, I mean Jesus, I mean David, responds to him calling himself a dead dog. Actually, what do you call yourself? Look at God. Look how, look how he responds. Then, the king, then, meaning after that, the king said to Saul's servant, all that pertain to Saul and to his house have I given to thy master's son. And thou shalt till the land for him. Thou and thy sons, your servants, you shall bring him the fruits of their master. You shall give him the bread to eat. Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread in my table. In other words, he instructed the servant Ziba. He said, I've given you all this land. I need y'all to work it, till it, grow it, get fruit, all that, and give it to him. All your sons now work for him. Read it. Y'all okay? Your whole family works for the cripple now. Since you want to call out his stuff, serve him. Since you want to call out his mistakes, serve him. Since you want to say what's wrong with him, serve him. Look at your neighbor and say some people about to serve me. Because I've been talked about long enough. Now, may I take your order, please? I'll have some plums, some grapes, some watermelon. Thank you. are about to be the takers of your order the talkers are about to be the takers of your order God is going to make them serve you y'all quiet I hear an amen right here I heard an amen one more time the king called Ziba he looked at him he looked at him he said I've given you all this house your master son whatever now I want you to till the land for him you and your sons and your servants. You'll bring in the fruits that thy master's son have bread to eat, but Mephibosheth, thy master's him, you're going to serve him. That's what he's saying. The king will never respond to your lower view of yourself. Yeah, I'm going to say that slow and low. Man, it's 936. How did that happen? Let me let y'all go. The king will never respond to your lower view of yourself. I'm a dead dog. Hey, make sure y'all serve him. You, your servants. <laughs> God has a weird thing of not responding to what doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's almost insensitive, but he doesn't respond to whatever don't matter. Because I'm so powerful, whatever I say is going to shake the whole universe. So I'd rather not address that. I'd rather not address that because I'm about to give something power that don't need no power. Because soon as I peak, soon as I speak power.
power is released in that direction. So I'm not even going to address your dead dog view of yourself. I'm just going to make your enemies serve you. All right, I'm not done. Let me get y'all out of here. Two more verses. Then Ziba said unto the king, whatever you said, according to all that you have commanded in your service, and I said, I'm going to do it. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba was servants to Mephibosheth. Do y'all see that? It says, all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, which means the place of worship, for, for he did eat continually at the king's table. Still lame. Still talk about me. Look at your neighbor and say, talk about me if you want, but I'm eating good. I'm eating good. I, I, know. <laughs> I know I'm dysfunctional. I know I got my issue, but I'm eating good. I'm eating good. You can talk from the outside of the palace. Talk as you serve me, but I'm eating kind of good. to eat from his table regardless of your condition Amen. David didn't heal his issue or you got to get that right first before you come with your issues eat good you in the family I love you we'll work on the feet that ain't the issue the feet ain't the focus tell somebody the feet ain't the focus you won't even let people eat at your table because of their issues the feet ain't the focus the family is the feet ain't the focus, the family is. If you're in the family, come eat. We'll take care of the feet. We'll handle the feet later. For some of us, it's my, this, I'm done for real. For some of us, God is going to heal that area, man. And you're going to jump up and leap like the New Testament guy. For some of us, God does leave thorns in our sides. And even with the weakness or that embarrassing thing, his strength is still made perfect in it, but he doesn't take it away. So there will be some people at live who get delivered from fractured feet. And there are some people that's going to struggle with it. But we all eating. We're all invited to the table. All invited to the table. Whether you're fixed or, or at fault, you're invited to the table. Just because you're in the family, you're entitled to the king's table. You're entitled to the good things. And you now have servants. And you were a, a beggar. You was in the land of nothing a minute ago. Now you're at the king's table with servants. And oh my goodness. Because you're in the family. Still with your issue. We're still working out. Your issue because you didn't bring that on yourself. You was dropped. Never forget that. Something traumatic might have happened in your life and you just challenging to get past it. We ain't going to judge you for that. Come eat and let's talk. God even said to his wayward children of Israel who were wilding, turned their backs on them. He said, come, let us reason together. 
Though your sins be as scarlet, you ratchet, you messed up. I shouldn't even be talking to you, but I want to have a conversation. Let's reason. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make it white as snow. You're worrying about them feet. I ain't worrying about that. If you've been dropped tonight, man, I just, we just want to pray with you, man. Some of y'all are dealing with issues not because you chose it, but because you were mishandled you were dropped. And the effects of that season, the effects of that relationship, the effects of that event or those events have scarred you up until this point. Maybe since you were born, maybe since you were five years old, you were mishandled. You were manipulated. You were molested. You were treated unfairly. You were, you were at the age of innocence. You really trusted that thing. And it broke you and it hurt you. If that's you tonight, can you just lift your hand and we just want to pray with you, that's all. Thank you, God. I knew this word was real. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Please do not lift your hands if you chose what you're in. It's okay. God can deal with that too, but that's just not this call. I'm not judging you if you chose. I chose a lot of things. But this is something that's like, it happened to you and you're living the rest of your life trying to shake it. It's like, who put this spider web in my life? Now I'm spending the rest of my days trying to get it all. I can't even enjoy this relationship because I'm trying to get this off. I can't even enjoy this season because I'm... Come to the front, please. Let us... Come to the front. Let us pray with you. You may Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.